What cornerback could the Dallas Cowboys target in round one? All that and more in this episode of the Lockdown Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide. And they have a special offer for our listeners right now. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash lockdown. I am Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. He is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Lennon, the the sun is shining here in Pennsylvania. The birds are out chirping. It's a great, beautiful morning. How you doing? Oh man, to be in Pennsylvania this this morning would be the the Schadenfreude would be incredible. I'd be wandering the streets of Philly uh, uh, just to just to see all the. I, I, I my mind wanders as soon as the game was over. Honestly, now. My mind wandered to that meme that you see on Twitter of the guy wearing the Eagles hat, you know, yeah. after after one of their losses, and then he does the sad Eagles. <laughs> yeah, like that's that was that was just a that part was was really fun to kind of watch all that. It's down. also really fun to see the Eagle fans crying about the officiating after the way that their game went <laughs> against the Forty ers So it's just it's just lovely. We're gonna the Cowboys season, obviously. Uh, you know, in playoffs didn't go the way that we were hoping, but we could we could take a little bit of happiness from the Eagles losing the Super Bowl. It's fun. I, I'm certainly going to. So yeah, so please enjoy with me. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So on today's episode, we're going to take a look at three cornerback prospects as we start our NFL draft profiles. The Cowboys could potentially be interested in round one. We kind of have a feeling that's one of the positions that they're going to attack early in the draft. Uh, so we've got three corners lined up: Keely Ringo from Georgia. Joey Porter Jr. from Penn State and Cam Smith from South Carolina that we're going to talk about today. Landon, let's start with Keely Ringo from Georgia, okay. probably the biggest name of the group. Uh, was somebody who was being mocked inside of the top 10 for most of the offseason and certainly during the season. What did you see when you turned on the tape? You know, all three of these guys are plus size corners. I mean, let's just go ahead and get that out of the way uh, up front. And, and Keeley's no exception. Um, he came in, they have him listed 6'2, 205, and he looks like that. He's big with long limbs. He's definitely a Quinn type boundary corner. Um, he's he's very like thick. Like, it, it, like he's not like a bean pole type. Like, he's got a kind of a filled out midsection chest a little bit. So he's uh, got some good weight on him. Um, definitely looks most comfy in kind of a side saddle while playing in a silo. He's definitely part of that uh, uh, Kirby Smart, you know, uh, Saban defensive back, you know, cl- uh, school of of kind of side saddling up the up the sideline. Uh, he's got real patient feet and press. He's he, he's uh, he's comfy flipping his hips outside and running hip to hip to wide receiver. I think that that may have been one of his one of the better things. Uh, that he did was kind of playing the playing the ball down the field. He tacks the ball uh, in the air well enough. Mm-hmm. He needs to be a little bit more consistent with some of the timing in his hands in the air, but he's pretty solid there. He's got good zone awareness. Uh, he tracks the pieces on the board very well. He's good at seeing guys coming in and out of the zones. He's patient and off coverage. 
Uh, you know, some of the downside stuff is, you know, he isn't as twitchy as as much as you love for a cornerback prospect. Well, straight line, right? Yeah, he's gonna run fast. I was gonna say, like, I, I guarantee you that he runs, you know, like a sub four four forty, just based on yep, who I've seen him running with on on you know on the tape. Uh, but I don't know that he's quite like change of direction explosive uh, or you know start stop explosive. Uh, his ankles seem a little bit stiff. His feet, you know, his feet like don't seem as quick uh, uh, as as some of these other corners you see. He he kind of almost plods a little bit. And I I actually watched a couple games and then I actually reached out to y'all in the in the DMs because I was like he looked injured at times or that his he was fighting his body when he's trying to turn and. I run just don't think back. he's the most flexible type of. Yeah, corner. I I definitely definitely in the lower body specifically it feels like yeah. Uh, he's big, but he's not necessarily physical. You know, he's not, he's not like a physical guy, the way that you would, you would want to see from someone uh, that size. Uh, I wish he had had more ball production for this, for the type of player he was, you know, he's, he's, he, he's, I, I actually saw a lot of Trayvon Diggs in his game, um, but he's not as productive on the football. And, and that's kind of the biggest upside of Trayvon Diggs. So, uh, where does he win? I, I, you know, he's a big, long silo cornerback. You know, put him in a cover one, cover three system. I think he's gonna. That's where his he's gonna thrive. I have concerns. My unanswered question is, you know, his top end value seems scheme limited. Like I think he is a cover one, cover three boundary corner. I, I don't know that like teams that aren't going to be running a lot of that are going to be as interested in him, or at least put as high a grade on him. So my question, my unanswered question is, his top end value feels scheme limited where will he go in the nfl draft is he going to be as highly desired as someone who has kind of a more balanced skill set that can kind of fit into any scheme yeah i'll just add i think he's going to test as like a 99th percentile athlete like i I just i see him having coming in at 211 pounds running like a 435 or something like that but his game feels very reactionary to me like there's just no anticipation to his game it's oh the receiver made this, you know, he broke on this route. I'm going to try to beat him to that spot, right? Or I'm going to just try to follow him. It's not, there's no route anticipation. There's no, hey, this is where I think the ball is going to go. doesn't mean that you can't have a great NFL career because there's a lot of corners out there that are just awesome athletes and just can react and stuff. But I don't know. I I think I, a top I end, I, I can see like an Xavier Rhodes type of corner, like at yeah. his peak, right? That type of corner. I when when I brought this conversation into the uh, you know the DM group, one of the people I talked to was John Owning about this guy, and he and I kind of like, I couldn't quite get my words into how, what I was feeling, and, and I was able to kind of hash it out. I, I think when this guy knows what's coming, it's it's like it, you know if, if he can anticipate the routes based on where they're breaking, he's good. Like if he can see that you're running upfield, okay, I, I know that it's a, either a, a go route or a stop route, or, or if he's breaking in, if the route's coming inside, the stem's coming inside. Okay. It's an in breaking route. I think that's where he is uh, good and he, and he plays the ball well and he can, you know, he has athleticism to get where he needs to go to beat another receiver, that sort of thing. Where the problem is, is when it, things don't go the way he he's expecting. Anticipating. Well, or- or he gets matched up with a receiver that is just as athletic as he is. Because yes. I saw him in 2021 against Jamison Williams. The first time he played, Williams was open all game long. And then this year against Marvin Harrison Jr. in the uh, semifinal game, you know Harrison was just getting open at will. And he couldn't quite get to the same spots because Harrison is just as athletic as he is. 
Yeah, I think when he anticipates what's going to happen, his athleticism is enough that he gets there at the same time as the person who knows yep. the route. When yep. he loses that advantage, which I, I I think is 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 an issue with it's it's like it's sort of like the Jared Goff in the Rams offense sort of situation yeah. with some of these corners, right? It's like you when you play for Kirby Smart, you, you get put in such great positions, you get so well. Uh, 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 injected of knowledge of, of how to play the position, how to read routes and that sort of thing. And I think that obviously he takes that with him to some degree, but I wonder about his reactive athleticism when things don't happen the way he's anticipating, does he still have that same kind of just fluid, natural athleticism? That's where I think despite him being going to be, like I said, we both anticipate he's going to be an incredible uh, a tester at the combine, yeah. but when you pop on the tape, you see him fighting his body when he tries to turn. You see him yep. just kind of does not having the same level of quick feet that you expect. So uh, I, I do agree that I think he will test well, but I, I wonder if there aren't some limitations to his athleticism that you know are harder to kind of notice. All right, before we move on, what round grade did you put on him? I, I think if, you know, again, I, I think he's kind of scheme specific on where his top end will go. I, I, if I was a team like the Cowboys – if I was a cover one, cover three team, I'd take him in the second round without any problems. I, I, I think the, the biggest issue I have with him is more that I don't think he will be nearly as good a player in a, a scheme that he doesn't fit in. I think if you put well, him in the right scheme, he's he's a good player. And we just know that corners get boosted up really high, and especially ones that are as big as he is and that's yeah. going to test as well. So I've got a feeling if the Cowboys want him – You'll have to take him at 26, and there's a great chance that he doesn't even make it there to 26 with maybe how much teams cover a corner. So I, I, I've I, got a second-round grade on him. I think he could be an option for the Cowboys in round one. I agree. I, I kind of hope yep. not. Uh, let's talk about <laughs> Penn State corner Joey Porter Jr. next. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. When you're at your best, you can do great things, but sometimes life gets you bogged down which may have you feeling overwhelmed or you're just not showing up in the way that you'd want to working with a therapist can help you get closer to the best version of you because when you feel empowered, you're more prepared to take on everything life that throws at you. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient. It's flexible. It's affordable. Best of all, it's available entirely online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for any reason at no additional charge. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can help you get there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn. All right, Landon, let's talk about Penn State cornerback Joey yeah. Porter Jr. Uh, little spoiler, one of my favorite players in this draft. But what did you see on tape? I can see why. I mean, I liked him a lot. Uh, he was tall, svelte. He's very, like, thin in the midsection, especially, you know, I, I got to tell you, it's it's great that you chose him next because I kept on going back to Ringo after watching uh, Porter to kind of compare mm-hmm. and contrast because they're very – despite being kind of put in the same box, right. Of that kind of tall, uh, uh, you know, again, Quinn type corner, right. With long arms, they're very different players, right. Uh, uh, Porter's tall, like I said, kind of thin in the midsection. He's got really long levers and long legs, very thin midsections. Like I said, incredible reach. I mean, I mean, like, I mean, obviously we've talked about this. 
you see it on tape. Uh, he's got arms like go go gadget arms, like they're 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 incredible for this his body size. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, the the big you know I think well one of the big you know kind of physiological differences between him and Kiki uh, besides the uh, the midsection kind of weight that he carries. Uh, and again, not saying Ringo's fat. I'm saying Ringo carries muscle there. That's, he's just, that's he's just stockier, He's just right? stockier, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that the the biggest difference to me between these two is Porter is got great lower body flexibility. He yeah. plays with low pad level, especially for a leggy guy like him. His hips are very low. No matter you know whether it's at the snap or you know in the in the middle of the snap, he plays with good like play play pad level. He coils up very well. Um, that's and I think that's uh, uh, attributing to his uh, lower body flexibility. Co- coils up very well to absorb contact from blocks to maintain proper outside leverage in the run game. Um, he's not he's not going to you know stone a tackle who's coming no. to pull out him, but he's able to kind of get around him and 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 you know s- at least keep his outside position and force the play back inside. Uh, long arms and pad level make for a solid tackler when given the opportunity in the run game. He will struggle at times. Uh, if he gets his head down, I mean, there were times I saw him like kind of put his head down too far yeah. and he lunges at guys. Yeah. That's something he just needs to it keep needs his work. eyes up when he tackled. Yeah. That that's fine. We, we that's something we can work with. He's very very physical with the receiver in route. Um, I like that. You know, he throws his hands a lot. He's annoying the hell out of the wide receiver. He's trying to block, uh, get him out of his route. He's definitely going to draw some illegal contact calls a lot uh, with his in route physicality. You're going to have to live with penalties with yep. him. You are. Uh, but I'd rather, my note says, but I'd rather teach him some subtly or reel him in a bit than to have him have to push him in this area. A comfortable in a back pedal out of off coverage. Good potential as a hand fighter in press. He's comfy in both zone and man in zone. He quickly identifies targets as they move in and out of his section. Um, and and you know the, we we talked about the kind of the other aspects of how comfortable he, he's comfortable playing with his back to the the uh, quarterback. He has those long legs that I mentioned, which really help him in zone coverage because he covers area quickly. He, if he's at a full stop, he can make he can make it to all areas of the zone with just a few steps. Where does he win? He's a big physical man coverage corner. I mean, he could do more than that, but that's the that's what you're going to be paying him for is yep. beating up uh, wide receivers in the line of scrimmage, knocking them off their stems, and disrupting the passing concepts. Unanswered questions. I mean, you know it. Can he avoid becoming a penalty machine? That's really the question. Is is because he's just so physical, and, and he beats guys up uh, at the line of scrimmage. You worry about that. I will add in one more thing. It was incredibly funny to watch him dip under offensive linemen to get around on blitzing to make sacks. I was like, ah, I wonder where he learned that from. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it, that you see, despite his dad playing very different position on defense, you see some of that aspect of his dad's game in some aspects of his play, which is interesting. So really quickly, you mentioned the penalties. I think he had yeah. nine penalties last year, which is mm. a ton. So it's either two things. Number one, can he learn to cut back on the penalties or – can he be such a playmaker in other areas of the game where you live with the nine penalties you get? I kind of think you can. I, I think Lena, I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure I've seen a corner better at covering slants in the entire time yeah. that we've done this. Than yeah. him. It's, yeah, it's incredible. I, and it's this combination of he's physical and he has such long arms that there's just mm-hmm. – because he can be right on the back of a wide receiver and reach around, and there's just no way for the the quarterback to fit the ball in there. I, You're going to come to learn uh, after doing a bunch of these podcasts with me that I love these long corners that also have this attitude 
Like they just play with a chip on their shoulder and that's Joey Porter Jr. Yeah. And I think, you know, you mentioned it. One of the hardest things to do is defend a, a perfectly thrown slant when you're in perfect trail position uh, because there's just a physics aspect. The angle is yeah. not going to be correct, but when you've got, I mean, what is his arm length? He's, it's 35 so that, plus. I'm glad that you right? mentioned that. So the yeah. longest that we have at the NFL combine ever for a cornerback is 34 inches. I think he's going to beat that. Wow. And, and it shows you, right? Like when you're in that trail position, you're able to reach across the front of, of the body of the wide receiver uh, to knock the ball away. So it just gives you, uh, it makes the quarterback have to be that much more accurate, you know, yeah. in order to kind of fit that window. Uh, yeah, I, I liked him a lot. I, I tend to think you, you, you pose the question of, is this about uh, penalty reduction or about living with the penalties? I think it's a bit of both. He's going to have to like work yeah. on the technique. He is going to have to improve. And honestly, like it's just about being more subtle. You know, it's yeah. about being more yeah. professional and hiding your holds. And, and, and you know what I'm saying? Like, I well, think that's he's why I think like to... Al Harris would be the yeah. absolute perfect defensive back coach for him, right? Yeah. Like I can see a lot of similarities in their game, actually. Yeah. Uh, which which leads me to this: I'm not sure if he's going to make it to 26 mm-hmm. for the Cowboys, but I yeah. can't imagine a better spot for him playing opposite of Trevon Diggs, having Bland who can play in the slot with this pass rush. I, I I think it would be a home run pick by the Cowboys. I did too. Yeah. I mean, I think he is a guy that I would be surprised if he made it to 26, just based on what I saw on tape. Uh, And and again, like the downside being mostly something that's a a fixable aspect. It feels like of this game. Uh, I'm a big fan. I I think, I think he definitely would be a huge fit, a great fit for what the Cowboys do and and, and play opposite of Trayvon Diggs in in a way better than anyone that we've had so far. We're really early in this process. The NFL Combine doesn't start for another two weeks, but he's on the short list of names that I would like the Cowboys to consider at 26 if he makes it there. Because I just think, man, you get somebody like that added to your secondary with the safeties that you have with an all-pro corner and digs, and now we're really talking about doing something special on defense. Big fan. Uh, One more cornerback that we have to talk about, Lennon. It's Cam Smith from South Carolina where – we know the defensive backs from South Carolina pretty well. Excited to talk about him next. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download the FanDuel app. It's America's number one sportsbook because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on literally anything in the NBA from money lines to points scored to number of three-pointers drained in a given game. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets into a same-game parlay for a chance at a bigger payout. So don't miss this chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash on. That is FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports be- sportsbook betting partner of the NBA. Landon, let's talk about uh, Cam Smith, cornerback from South Carolina. What would you think? I mean, again, all these guys are supersized. This this guy's no no different. He's good size with great length. Again, another kind of skinnier body, you know, longer torso. He he doesn't have quite the long legs you saw with Porter, I don't think. But he, I think he has kind of a a longer midsection. Uh, he clicks and closes extremely well. 
uh, this then he gets downhill as soon as he sees it. He has a very smooth pedal. Um, yeah, I, I think that this is a this of the three guys. This is the best off coverage guy. Like he's, whether it's man or zone, this is the guy that reads the routes the best. He understands what's happening and then reacts appropriately to that. Uh, he was basically assigned following Jalen Hyatt uh, when they played Tennessee and, and held his own better than most corners on the SEC, yeah. honestly. Uh, and, and, and in that game, he basically operated almost exclusively in off coverage out of the slot, which yep. is you know very different than what you see kind of in some of his other tapes. Those other two corners we just talked about, there's no way they can play in the slot. Cam Smith no. can no, especially not off coverage like that. Like no. maybe Ringo could, but like, uh, but it would not be pretty. Uh, he uh, patient went in off coverage, but then sudden out of his pedal when he commits to a direction. Like, like when I say he clicks and closes well, like it, it, he teleports when he comes out of yeah. his out of his pedal. He, it really is like he makes he's decisive and he and he gets to, to a, a certain direction very quickly. Uh, he gets handsy and a bit grabby when asked to run with receivers up the sideline. And this is not – I would like to uh, specify this with Porter. Porter's beating up a wide receiver while they're running the route. This guy seems like he's panicking at times. Like he's like he's he's not comfortable with what he's doing. He's trying to grab because he doesn't want you to get away from him. It's like he uh, – when he loses his eyes on the QB, he doesn't seem comfortable. Anymore. Well, it's I like think he, it's because – I don't think he's the athlete that the other two guys are. That could that would make some sense, honestly, because uh, he because it, it is it's that there's like a panic when he's asked to flip his hips and start to run with guys. You see him like you know kind of reaching and grabbing and 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 it's and his and it's not you know he's turning the wrong way when he's looking back at times. I honestly wonder how much experience he has in running up the sideline and cover one and 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 that sort of thing. I think athleticism is definitely going to be a part of it, but I also think that he. You know, I saw I watched three games or two games of his uh, and I didn't see more than like maybe two or three snaps of, of like press co- press mail coverage or coverage yep. where he was up up at the line of scrimmage and then ter- asked to turn and run. So I think that there could be some upside there just simply because he may get better with some practice. But I do agree that I don't know that he's the athlete that these other two guys are. I do um, think of the three corners, I think he has the best ball skills. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, because I mean that was the one thing I would say about both Porter and Ringo is there's not a ton of production on the football, no. you know. And but I mean, that's you know not terribly surprising, right? When you think about it, because um, you know those guys are more press corners. They're going to get up there. The press guys don't like usually get a ton of interceptions. Like that's just not necessarily well, the part of the game. Good. I, I got the data for you. So he yeah. had, he's been targeted 94 times in his college career. 24 of them were either picked off or pass defenses. See, that's I mean, that's a guy who sees what's going on in attacking the football in the air, and, and that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I saw him, I think, with a, a couple of different pass deflections. I didn't see any interceptions when I was there, but I think you see the kind of guy who would rather sit back and and, and use his mind and his eyes uh, to to kind of lead his feet because he, like I said, he loves being in the in off coverage. He loves watching the stems and then knowing what the route is going to be based on the stems, and he's very decisive in that in that matter. Um, I also think he's a very good blitzer. Uh, he needs. Oh, yeah. real quick, I missed a note here. He needs to be more physical at the line of scrimmage and press. That's another part of his issue, right? It's, I, again, just I don't think he has a ton of experience there. But there were too many times when I think I saw like four or five of his snaps where he was in press and he didn't even get a hand on the guy. Like he doesn't, yeah. he doesn't try to get a hand on the guy, and the guy just kind of gets past him. He's uh, he's a good blitzer. 
and he's an effective attacker. I think one thing that I really liked about his game too is that he has a very strong grip as a tackler. There were times mm. when I saw him kind of overrun tackles, which you know he needs to get better at, but he was able to grab the ball carrier and from the ground drag the guy down. Um, yep. So, or at the very least, you know, hold on until the cavalry arrived. So, uh, I think those are all kind of positive aspects of his game. Uh, but to me, he is very different than these other two guys. Even though I, I kind of pointed out the difference between Ringo and Porter, yes. Smith is 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 very different than these other two in the sense that he definitely wants to play off. He definitely wants to keep play with his eyes. Uh, he definitely wants space to allow you to run your route a little bit so he can anticipate what you're going to do in the second part of your route. Totally agree. The one thing that I, I saw a couple different times is he is so good at either jarring a ball loose that a receiver has kind of sticking his hand in there, or he digs at the ball all the time. There was one game I saw, they threw three fades against them and on all three fades, the ball hit the receiver in both hands and he was able to dig it out. And mm-hmm. that's really impressive to me. The other thing is his ability to be flexible, like his upper body is so flexible. I saw one play where he jumped off the wrong leg, completely turned his body the one way and was able to knock the ball down. Like he is just so flexible and springy that way, but I don't think he's the athlete that that Ringo or Porter are. Like I think he's going to run high four fours, maybe low four fives, and it's just not all that concerning to me because he is so good at playing the football in the air. So he's a different type of corner, um, but I like him. I think he's another. I think he's another really talented cornerback in this class. Yeah, I put down where does he win? Again, reactive route reading and off coverage. That's just basically what the notes are telling you as well. Uh, and, and his unanswered question is, can he polish up his press tech to kind of take that to the level of his off technique? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, let's, let, let's kind of to compare it to the rest of these three. I feel like he's got less ways to go to get his off technique, uh, get his press technique to where it needs to be. than the yeah. other guys would need to go to get their off technique kind of up to his. So, all right. Uh, so let's, let's stack these it's options for yeah. the Cowboys at 26. How, how would you do it? Well, I just think that Cam Smith's uh, skill set isn't as much of a fit for what the Cowboys are doing. Right. Like okay. in my opinion, I, I, I kind of think I would like Cam Smith better than Ringo, but I think for the Cowboys, I would probably stack at Porter Ringo Smith mm. um, simply because I think Ringo uh, is a better fit and has a higher ceiling in this defense uh, than Camp Smith does. So that's that's my rating, Porter Ringo Smith. Uh, you, this is fun because mine's different. Uh, mine's Smith Porter Ringo because I wow. actually like the ability that uh, Cam Smith can play in the slot as well. It's a little bit of that Deron Bland thing where you're yeah. you're bigger than – Bigger and longer than most slot corners, but you are pretty good enough, and you can kind of move in and out. I think the flexibility there it would be intriguing for me, but I I think for me, Smith and Porter are at least a tier difference. I, those are the mm-hmm. two guys I would love for the Cowboys at twenty six. If they draft a Bringo at twenty six, be okay. But truthfully, the first two I'm, I'd be very happy with. Honestly, I think that if if it wasn't a Cowboys centric thing I, I probably would rate him similar to that as well I, I mean not that cam smith won't wouldn't be a good fit in the cowboys at all that's that's not the case it's just i think that porter and ringo specifically their ceilings are higher in that order just seven. feels like an awesome fit for dallas yeah. like yeah, in just absolutely. pure fit it's just unbelievable no brainer no brainer yeah, uh, absolutely we just covered three cornerbacks that 
very likely could be picks for the Cowboys at 26. There's at least three other cornerbacks in this class that are going to be first round guys. It's, it is a wild cornerback class. So really if is. there's one position the Cowboys should look at early, this cornerback pool, very, very talented. Uh, any final thoughts on this group before we head out? No, it's it's a it's a good group, uh, and, and the fact that you have these three kind of hovering around where the Cowboys potentially could be picking, uh, while knowing that there are still more corners out there, yeah. it, it does bode well for what the Cowboys are trying to get done in this draft. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in, and thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Go check out the show on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, go follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Tomorrow. We will be back to continue our positional review from the 2022 season. We're going to be looking at the tight end position. That's a really interesting one. Yeah, lots of Sean McEwen talk tomorrow, I think. Probably not. Uh, go follow <laughs> in on Twitter, at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. We'll see you guys next time.